So are we still going to do the same introduction? I was thinking about that. Hi, welcome to the Soundlands podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. I kind of assumed yeah. so, but do you think yeah. it seems, we don't, I mean, we're not going to give our bios. <laughs> no, no. And we'll, no, I think we can, we'll just set up the set up the premise for our conversation today we're doing something a little bit different yeah yeah we're having a conversation this is the first time we've done a conversation with the two of us as a podcast episode not as in practicing or how to it's true (laughs) those early days of recording yeah and it's kind of weird because i'm i hope i prepared okay in the terms of the stuff i'm bringing and how i'm going to present it it's not like i've practiced in advance or anything like i took notes and stuff but it's still a conversation but it feels like i have to give like a book report i know that's so funny i thought the same thing too so like did did this morning were you like looking over your notes and no but now i'm like oh i should have were you that's awesome no I, I mean the same thing went through my head I was like I feel like woefully unprepared for this interview <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you because you know I am an overprepared. <laughs> I have some honorable mentions <laughs> mother-daughter duos honorable mentions okay I'm curious now well, like I, I, I have like, okay, so are they, why don't you, are they why like, don't you explain what we're doing? Why don't you explain what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for this episode, we decided to celebrate and highlight mother daughter duos because, you know, initially when we started the podcast, we were like, oh, well, that's going to be something we're just going to keep in the background. But now we kind of realize how much fun it is and you um, keep in the background in terms of, of our dynamic. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Correct. And but now we've got more comfortable, you know, you call me mom, you know, that kind of stuff, which is great. Mother. <laughs> As opposed to the, yes, mother, daughter. Right. So in the spirit in the spirit of that, we thought, oh, wouldn't it be fun to highlight other mother daughter partnerships, businesses, whatever those ventures are. And so that was kind of like the parameter. We said mm-hmm. we need to find two sets, is that right? That's what I did. That's what okay. I did too. But then I found some Okay, I found one because, of those two that I was like, oh, that's okay. So I kind of did the same thing. Only one, though. Okay. Okay, no, no, that's good. That's good. Anyway, that so that's the parameter. So we, do, we didn't say anything else about that. We just said, this is what we're going to highlight. So the conversation is just basically starts from there, I guess. Right. And so I think, I mean, we prepped information about these mother-daughter duos and kind of based it off of some certain questions. But I thought it would be cool if... We each took, you know, we explained kind of who we want to talk about, but then the questions that we kind of um, put as a guideline, maybe we could answer them together about mm-hmm. each of the mother-daughter duos. Do you mind going f- first? Yeah, I can go first. Okay. So are we going to do our intro or no? I don't think we need to. Okay, or do you that think was we it. Should... Welcome. <laughs> 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 should, why don't you say welcome? I already did the Welcome to the Soundless podcast. <laughs> now you say it. <laughs> Wait, you said it already? <laughs> Didn't I say it at the beginning when we were, anyway, when we were talking about what we were doing, welcome to the Soundlands Podcast. I, oh, maybe I didn't. Okay. Welcome to the Soundlands Podcast. I'm Jillian Wise. <laughs> and I'm Louise Fagan. And we're here today with us. We are talking about mother-daughter duos. So my first mother-daughter duo are Rebecca Henry and Aqua Shabaka. And they are the founders and creators of House of Ama, which is a fashion design company. Have you heard of them? 
Okay, only because when I was researching, I saw them and I almost did them too. So that's awesome that you I did. Wasn't okay, sure if we're gonna have overlap. Yeah, I figured this is amazing though. Go on, tell it. So, okay, yes. so they started working together in 2015 when Aqua. So Aqua's the daughter, Rebecca's the mother, and Aqua was in high school and started playing with upcycling clothing, and Rebecca was supporting her in that because she um, was doing all the making of the clothing. So actually sewing and quilting and the kind of the crafting of it. And then Aqua's friends started liking the clothing that she was wearing. And then there became this interest in selling the clothing to her friends and their friends. And then that's kind of how House of Ama started. So the brand itself focuses on storytelling and explores like nuanced histories in the black experience through archival research and storytelling. So they create colorful pieces with Victorian lace, silk, um, vintage odes, and then they also do kind of modern collectibles as well. They kind of focus on designing timeless garments with nostalgic references, and they aim to evoke dialogue, social commentary, and conversations. Obviously that is pulled from their website and Mm -hmm. the articles and stuff. But there was kind of this interview that I found back and forth and it, you know, it's asking them different questions about the brand and that kind of stuff. And then one of the questions is how they find working together. And they say that it's rewarding and they want to build this kind of legacy brand to be passed down through generations, like future generations in their family. So I thought that was really cool. I love that. Yes. And their stuff is really nice. Like, it's really, it's really good. Mm -hmm. Okay. May I first say, like, you're very prepared. (laughs) 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 Now I'm intimidated. (laughs) I have nothing to add. (laughs) You're like, oh, I think I lost my papers. No, that was really good. Well, I was just going to say, okay, so Rebecca, the mother, is an attorney, a private attorney by trade. And then she just does like the crafting stuff on the side as more of a hobby. That's what it was before. So I think she still practices law now, but then they also have this business together. And then Aqua, the daughter, she graduated with a BBA, which I actually meant to look that up and I don't know what that is. A Bachelor of... Maybe business administration? Because it's gonna in say, strategic design management. and business management, mm-hmm. so that would make sense. There you go. Yes. Or business arts? No, that's... Oh, maybe. Yeah. Bachelor of Business know, Arts? But this... <laughs> Let's make I want up a that. program. I do too. I'm just like, <laughs> one more thing after I, do the, after I join the Foreign Service, I'm going to get my BBA. <laughs> And I learned to paddleboard and disc golf, whatever I've got on my list. Okay. Extras. I guess why them? I guess for me, why them is I really like fashion. I find it really inspiring. It's an expression of self and it's like this shared creativity when you're wearing something that you feel like represents you and then someone else sees it and likes it and kind of sees you in that. It's kind of this shared experience. And so in general, I'm drawn to fashion and then the fact that it's this mother or daughter doing it together having this shared vision across generations given that i'm sure their styles are quite different and their experiences are different they're at a different kind of time in their lives and they're like collaborating on this shared look and design and then they're talking about heritage which for them is shared but they're also 
have a different lens, each of them, because mm-hmm. of their different spot in the generations. Awesome. Yes to the fashion. Yes to the dynamic. That's something that, that we relate to is that cross-generation, mm-hmm. especially. We found this in our partnership that our direct peers have different aesthetics or potentially, right? They're not, a hun- they're lo- there's lots of crossover, of course, mm-hmm. but... You know, different ages have different sensibilities, experiences. The whole sensibilities around, and we're probably going to find this all with all of them, about the dynamic between them. Mm-hmm. Like, this is something I saw with every duo that a mom-daughter duo that I looked at. They spoke about that dynamic about their relationship mm-hmm. and how that evolved and changed. Yeah, and then I guess for the last question for them, it's like, why is their dynamic appealing? And I don't know necessarily because it's not like we've got video content of them and we can see kind of how they interact with each other. But I did find it interesting that they've been collaborating for so long and mm. through different phases of life. Like Aqua was a teenager when they started working together and now it's eight years later and she's an adult. That they're doing with this within an environment that they've built from the ground up. It's not like it's structured within an organization or anything like that. Like they've built it all. And so I find that to be really impressive too, that they've, I mean, stuck with it and then made it successful. And I think it would be challenging. Oh, for sure it would be. And there's also, they shared that entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. and focus, like you said, for all those years over all that time. And then that ability to make it grow, like they found a niche market, right? They found their place and then they just built that capacity from there. That's really inspiring. Seeing their clothing on the website, it makes me really excited to go to New York and look mm-hmm. at clothing and what people are wearing and stuff. Totally. I can't wait. So that's Rebecca Henry and Aqua Shabaka, House of Amma. So my first mother-daughter duo are Val and Breezy Griffith. Okay. And they are the owners of Skinny Dipped Almonds Company. Okay. Now, Skinny Dipped Almonds, it's huge. They've they've expanded from just like chocolate dipped almonds to they Ooh. do all sorts of different confections. And I think if you look online and you're like, oh, that's Skinny Dipped, right? Okay. I found them, you know, I did like my mother-daughter Google search something, looking for business, like specifically like business partnerships. There's lots of celebrities, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. I was looking for, like you did with your first one, like that entrepreneurial business spirit. And I found though two stories about why they started their business so the first one was on their website and the second one was in an article so it says they were driving from seattle to vancouver this would have been in like 2013-14 when they found themselves hangry they were in the mood for a snack (laughs) (laughs) they talked about how much they both loved almonds and chocolate and then they were talking about, though, how the almond pieces are so little and it's like a lot of chocolate. It's true. I was noticing that the other day when I was eating some from Bulk Barn. Mm-hmm. So they decided that they would do something about that because they were looking for the health benefits of the almonds with just the taste of the chocolate. They had no formal background in business, but they went to their kitchen. <laughs> Armed with a love of almonds and chocolate and skinny dipped was born. But they were skeptical about starting a family business together because they both thought it would be like, could be really fabulous, but also full of landmines. (laughs) And they had such a good mother-daughter relationship. They didn't want to, yeah, they didn't want to jeopardize that. Okay, so that's what the newspaper article says. On their website, cites another catalyst, and that is that in the summer of 2013, a friend of theirs who was 18 at the time, 
Josh Dickerson was his name, he, and they say he blazed bright and brilliant through their lives. He succumbed to a rare sarcoma at the age of 18. And at that point, they said that made them reconsider their life priorities. They were a close family, but they were all scattered around. Mm-hmm. And so they decided, you know what? It just was another reason. And I think it was those two circumstances that make sense to me. And maybe I'm linking stories not necessarily appropriately, but it feels right to me that, that they're the, they were those two catalysts. Because I think that happens too. I mean, that happened with us, right? So I think there can be more than one reason, but I, I think both of them are meaningful. So their story, though, is that now this company has grown exponentially. It's a fabulous website. They have multiple products. They're in all over North America. Mm-hmm. and they're like this the healthy snack options I actually was on their website and they had like the mint chocolate like for Christmas oh. like the mint chocolate almonds yeah I want to try them yeah that, and more than just almonds I'm just gonna say that's that was their origin story right. but then they've built beyond that okay but the other thing they do though which again I don't know maybe this is the theme with specifically with women-owned businesses so here's their statement they have something called Althier place a-l-t-h-i-e-r place we craft snacks that nourish your body and your spirit and we believe everyone deserves to eat the kind of delicious nutritious and clean food we're fortunate enough to share with our families and friends. So they're committed to raising up and supporting women and the children they care for in their local communities and around the globe because no one, especially a child, deserves to go without food or love. What they've done is they have a foundation as well called Brick by Brick. And this is a global foundation. These are two initiatives. So mm-hmm. Althea Place and Brick by Brick. And they support a women-led recycling program that turns plastic waste into bricks used to build sturdy, clean schools for children in West Africa, where most of the world's cacao is grown. I mean, isn't that fabulous? So if you go on their website, you can see the images of the women collecting waste for the recycling and then the recycling being turned into, and they've got this whole initiative, like they want to build so many houses Mm -hmm. this year. I love, first of all, initially the the idea of them driving from Seattle Mm -hmm. to Vancouver. Mm -hmm. That was like, oh, look at that. There we are. And then I love the the giving back, very intentional. And, you know, most businesses are very intentional, but I think there's something special. Again, there's so many things to be considering, mother-daughter relationship, how that affects the rest of the family. I mean, Mm -hmm. if a mother-daughter relationship starts a business and it tanks, you know, that can have a ripple effect on the rest of the family too. And then I also love that spirit of giving back. Mm-hmm. So as they grow, their giving grows. Okay, you said you like weren't prepared or whatever. That was great. And also it sounded really natural when you were saying it, like you were telling a story, not like you were reading off of something. So I'm kind of like, oh, I need to try that for my next one. <laughs> we are. Why are we hypercritical of ourselves? Because the whole time I'm like, oh, I'm fumbling. Julian just got through it. Bring some self, you know, let's have some self-compassion here back for ourselves. Okay, so they're... That's really cool. And I mean, it's such a good idea. I want to go and eat skinny dip almonds now. Yeah. And it's one of those things that you would think of doing. Or if I was like, oh, I would like to have some almonds with less chocolate on them. So I'm going to make them myself and I would make them at home in my kitchen maybe. And that would be it. I mean, I would eat them, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. go to make a business out of it. The fact that they then turned that <laughs> into this huge business, and then they also have these foundations where they're giving back. It's just so beautiful, and uh, yeah, it's great. That's really cool. That is Val and Breezy 
Griffith. How did you find them? When I did one of my general searches and I started reading all sorts of articles, they were in, could have been either Forbes. Yeah, I'm curious to see if you know of my next one or if maybe you chose them too. <laughs> Let me just turn okay. the here. My next ones are mother-daughter duo Natalie Batalha and Natasha Batalha. Do you know them? I don't know. Okay. I don't remember So they're names. both astronomers who study exoplanets and plants exoplanets which are planets outside of our solar system i learned the mother is an astronomer at university of california and i think she's also a professor and she specializes in observations of faraway light to discover new worlds and natasha is an astronomer at nasa at one of the research centers and she uses observations that her mother i guess finds to simulate oh exoplanet atmospheres to understand the climate and chemical composition. This is what I understood. I don't know anything about this stuff, so no one fact check me. I <laughs> This is just what I read. But yeah. isn't that cool? Wow. Wow. Impressive. So, yeah, what I read about them is that in terms of how they work together and everything, it sounds like their skills and approaches complement each other. So Natasha, who is the daughter, is able to, like, identify bite-sized pieces of a problem, whereas Natalie sees the bigger picture, and then they kind of keep each other accountable, kind of focused on their different perspectives and everything. In the articles that I was reading, there were questions of, like, how did Natasha, the daughter, get into it? Like, kind of, was she encouraged to go into astronomy or not? And it sounds like no, but she obviously was exposed to astrology when she was young because of her mother and her mother's interests and work and everything. But it sounds like it initially started for Natasha, who's the daughter, that when she was young, her mother took her to see a comet. So they went and look at a comet together. And then from there, it kind of like blossomed this interest of astrology and interest in planets and everything. And they also shared that they say one of the privileges of both of them being in the field together is that they can feel comfortable when they speak out about injustices and they kind of give each other extra support within the field because they can you know rely on each other in that like safe space Mm -hmm. and different experience levels and everything so I thought that was really interesting wow that is just no I had not they were not on my radar so it's kind of different because they're not entrepreneurs they haven't like built a company or anything but they work really closely together and the work that they're doing is really amazing their work is integrated and the one relies on the other to supply the information and then the mom needs the data probably that the daughter provides with her research yeah that's what it sounds like and they use this tool (laughs) it's NASA's James Webb Space Telescope the GWST it's the largest optical telescope in space and it was launched in 2021 and they use it to analyze and observe exoplanets wow Um, can we just get all of these women I know I want to talk to all of them I know (laughs) so how did you find them (laughs) um I don't remember I mean I was googling mother-daughter duos and Mm -hmm. I found them, I mean, the information I got was from nature.com, but it just Mm -hmm. came up like, you know, in one of the lists I was looking at. It might have been like a Forbes list or something like that, that I was reading through these different ones. And I was like, ooh, they sound interesting. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah, I'm like realizing now there's a ton of information, like background Mm -hmm. information in this article too. So we can link it anyway if people want to kind of deep dive a bit more. But surface level, that's kind of what they do together. And how neat. (laughs) 
my next one is Melinda Kearney and Michelle Ouellette Benson. Okay. They own Lorenza Wine, Ooh. a winery in California. Mm. Hi. <laughs> so Lorenza originated from a shared love of Provence Rosé by the mother-daughter duo. They are self-described as a wine and food obsessed family living in Napa Valley who are now in the pursuit. Is that what I said? Napa Valley? It just sounded like you were going to say valley. But you corrected yourself. But um, anyway, I was just teasing you. (laughs) As a, they describe themselves as a wine and food obsessed family living in Napa Valley (laughs) where they're trying to perfect the rosé wine. Which I think is so interesting because, well, we'll talk about wine in a minute, but let's just get back to mm-hmm. them. So Melinda had spent 18 years honing her wine skills in Napa Valley when she felt it was time to create something of her own. They made their first vintage in 2008. And Michelle at the time, so that's the daughter, was just coming of age and interest and saw an opportunity together to blaze a trail and make a dry, delicate California rosé. Michelle, I think once she, I don't know at what age, I guess at an early age, had a modeling career that took her out of the country and that meant they were apart a lot and if I remember correctly Michelle landed in Italy and was doing modeling in Italy and then that's how they got their conversation going around wine and starting around so she moved back to California and that part may not be 100% true so again don't fact check so then they decided to work together they were looking for something which is what I love they were looking for a way to stay connected and that mm-hmm. is so I love that because that's one of the reasons you and yeah. I started doing our work together yeah. we wanted looking for another way to be connected oh she said and here's something Michelle said after a summer as a teen in Paris modeling in Paris Michelle shared her newfound appreciation for Rosé with her mom and Melinda's response, let's make a rosé together when you're of age. <laughs> <laughs> and like that, hey, let's do something together. Mm-hmm. They then made that into this whole business. But the other thing I love about this is that the wine industry is very male dominated. Right. Because I was thinking like it is common for people to have wine companies. What are they called? Wineries. Wineries, I guess, within their family. But you, it's not common that it's mother-daughter. And I think it's less common too when it's started now. Like I think about it and I'm like, oh, it's in the family because it's been passed down generations or that kind of thing versus them starting it just the two of them without kind of any male influence. And they're starting it now rather than like it being already in the family. Like I think that's really interesting. So this was founded in 2008. It's still going. Right. But they call it a traditional winery, which is interesting, which they both founded. So Melinda spent decades working in food and wine both as a restaurant owner and a consultant. Mm. So they had a mm-hmm. bit of background, mm-hmm. right? But they've kept, they have intentionally kept their lines small. Mm-hmm. But I went on their website, obviously, and I was looking around at the wine, and it's definitely wine I recognize. It's definitely rosé. And here's the other thing, too. I think there's sometimes a lot of snobbery around rosé. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if you just want to spend a beautiful, if you're looking for something to distract you, go onto their website. It's but just beautiful. But they're making for the consumer, which is the whole should be the point, right? Like if people mm-hmm. obviously totally. like rosé, so they're buying it. Obviously, lots, lots of people love rosé. This is interesting statistics about female-led wineries. So the wine industry mirrors the findings of a specific report with a low percentage of female-led winemakers at 14% and female owners slash winemakers at 6%. So they also own. So they're in that 6% mm, Wow, grouping. That would be a really hard field to be in. 
I mean, kind of like the two at NASA also. Mm-hmm. This male-dominated field, that would be very tough. So again, that is Melinda Kearney and Michelle Ouellette Benson with Lorenza Wine. And we will link their winery in the show notes. Great. So I found another mother-daughter winemaking duo as well but I couldn't find as much information on them and that and then so I was really excited to find Lorenzo wine so there were there are a couple out there and I think if you google female winemakers Mm -hmm. it's a very small list right so it's (laughs) it's gonna come up yeah so the only honorable mention that I had was for Pink and her daughter Willow because they do they recently performed together doing this like crazy acrobat stuff in the air on lines and stuff and the the ribbons i just thought of them because it's just kind of crazy that they're both at a physical like a point physically where they are able to do the same choreography and do the same thing Mm -hmm. like it's kind of rare to have that (laughs) them both have that ability do you know what i mean like one's not too young or one's not too old right yeah. No, I think it's excellent. Yeah. And the fact that the daughter would be willing to step onto the stage like that yeah. with her mother says a lot too mm-hmm. about their relationship. Mm-hmm. So when we're in New York and we're doing our Alvinelli Mambo dance class, <laughs> we will just channel. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who are your honorable mentions? Okay, I have two. The first one is, I was just really impressed because this is a tech company. Okay. Okay. And the, it's called Mixtroz, M-I-X-T-R-O-Z-Z. <laughs> From in 2014, Ashley Ammons was living in New York and she attended a work conference. And at the lunch break, the event host got up in front of the room, suggested as an icebreaker that we each go up to someone with the same color dot on their name tag and introduce ourselves. Now, I've been to conferences before, tried and true. Everybody, it's like, Everybody does that, mm-hmm. meaning it's a very common icebreaker. And in her words, she said she chalked it up to another awkward networking event and enjoyed the rest of the lunch in front of her phone because that was mm-hmm. just not, she didn't have the energy or whatever. But she also, that's on her, you know, she admits that. But she also says she came away without any new meaningful connections. So she was talking to her mother about it. And her mother's echoed the same experience she just had at a networking experience, okay. left without any kind of meaningful connections. Right. So her mother's name is Carrie Schrader. And so they co-founded this tech group that is used at conferences so it's like a conference networking and I was on their website very cool I just thought it was just first of all again that tech space is not always female-led friendly Mm -hmm. and and then again seeing a need and then the two of them decided to do it together I thought was really fun too and so now it's this it's like this full-blown company and I just thought that was really cool I had never heard of them but that the application of what they do in terms of networking kind of behind Mm -hmm. the scenes for conferences Mm -hmm. hugely beneficial especially for conferences that are massive size it could be small size or massive size so my second one honorable mention is similar to yours Winona and Naomi Judd okay so mother-daughter duo, decades of hits, singing together, touring together, collaborating, writing music together, and also very publicly, both of them battling whatever challenges they have mental health. And Naomi, very sadly, took her own life last year. And it was with the last 18 months anyway. And Winona kept that momentum and her mother's spirit and their music and everything going forward. But I mean, they are like massive country and Western. Okay, I'm kind of embarrassed because I don't think I know them very well. If you saw them or heard their music, you'd be, oh, right. Maybe that's, if I heard yeah, the that's music. that's the Judds. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like their names are familiar to me, but I'm looking at them now and I'm like, I don't know. Oh, interesting. I feel like I should though. It's probably just a me thing. No, no, I don't think so. They're genre specific, but they're huge in their, huge in their genre. And of course, then they have their other sister, the other Judd, who's the famous actress. So did they, so they sang together for a long time? decades wrote music together toured together they were the Judds is Winona still singing now that Naomi's passed away yeah she just finished this they had a big tour plan she went on it and all these other artists came and supported her and came on stage with her at every every stop it was really really quite something and a testament to that family but anyway they just their amazing amazing longevity and shared talent and their hair can we talk about that gorgeous wow. hair? wow the height and color <laughs> it's incredible uh, healthy hair that we're all dying for envious of mm-hmm. um, and hairspray and <laughs> wow yeah the Judd's so that you know because here's the thing I was getting a lot like even when I put in like business partnership mother daughter Mm -hmm. a lot of celebrities came up right and for sure those celebrities are beautiful and doing really fun things and interesting things and I didn't want to take it but I thought okay well who really as a celebrity has been like long longevity Mm -hmm. of working together as opposed to just both being famous right yeah exactly yeah Yeah, it's different Mm -hmm. cool that was fun that was really good oh I loved your choices thanks I liked yours too got me some new people to follow and you can find information about all those people we spoke about today in the reference links in the show notes below if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe download the episodes like and review the Soundlands podcast and share it with someone you think would enjoy it You can also follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Soundlens Podcast. And for more episodes, visit soundlenspodcast.com. Bye, Mom. Bye, hon. 